0: What We Value The Podcast. Hello and welcome to What We Value, a podcast by Deutsche Telekom aiming to inspire and support young people on their volunteering journey. Listen to insightful conversations between me, your host, Jacqueline Azza, and a diverse range of guests from across Europe, from high-profile and action-oriented young activists to volunteering project leaders. Hello, everybody, and welcome to What We Value. Today we're here with Bart Sajewski the Polish LGBTIQ plus defender and documentary film director who produced a documentary article 18 about the Polish LGBTIQ plus community struggle for equality and the founder of the Basta Foundation, which monitors the activities of the authorities, local governments, and the media in the field of hate speech and discrimination. Hey, Bart, I'm so glad to be speaking with you today.
1: Thank you. Uh, Those are just titles, and I am just proud of being the part of my community and fighting for a better society.
0: No, I completely agree. With the titles and the accolades, I'm sure they make you feel good, especially because in your line of work, your fight is parallel to your identity. So you don't ever get a chance to take the weekend off of it to, you know, relax and chill because it's who you are. You don't get to clock in or clock out. So they're basically just a well-deserved thank you for all your emotional labor. But what you said is completely right. It's all about how you can serve your community and give back.
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, uh, it's good to have some 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 award. It's always uh, some 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 kind of embracing your work, and sometimes it's helpful when you are more recognizable, and then, so you have a bigger platform to to fight for your rights. And so I am feeling this. It's also bigger pri- privilege that you can use. Uh, at that time so it's good to understand that being here talking to you is also some kind of part of privilege that you can share uh, so I used to remember about those
0: other than your awards and accolades tell us more about yourself what do you want us to know about who is Bart <laughs> Um
1: so I'm just 32 years old uh, and now I'm on daily basis living in the capital city of Warsaw um, I grew up in a very small city of Lublin, which is in East Pol- East Poland, like two hours driving from Warsaw, uh, which uh, was like a uh, very important thing in my activism because I remember this place as a quite grey, uh, not happy place that nothing rainbow or not, nothing LGBT is happening over there. So I was uh for f- from from my childhood and then I was doing uh, studies uh, and then I wanted to change something so um, now I'm doing my foundation and I joined different other activism things but th- I always remember about my roots. Uh, I am doing uh, an a Basta Foundation, which which is monitoring the audiovisual media in Poland for and searching for hate speech uh, and discrimination based on the, the sexual orientation. But it was doing this before, so it was some niche which we uh, developed, and uh, it was like uh, mm, uh, the, the 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 recent thing I started because for years I was quite independent in my activism. Uh, I was doing independent actions. I was doing documentaries because uh, professionally I am documentary filmmaker, videographer. So I quite use my skills uh, when doing things. And understanding the media is quite helpful when you are uh, activist or you want to do something about activism. So I try to... How to say join those skills into one, especially for the for the activism. So of course there is a price for that because uh, when you are doing such a things in the during the right wing government uh, ruling, uh, you can um, get different repercussions. and in my case it was lawsuits. Politically motivated lawsuits. And I am not just the one because there are other activists who are paying the same price. So I got three lawsuits. The friends of mine got seven. Uh, in my case, for the action of the with the yellow sign, uh, where I went to the different cities, uh, which uh, announced to have the anti-LGBT acts, and so I just made an art action to have an yellow sign with the LGBT freeze sign, uh, LGBT freeze text on it. Uh, and I made photos of it, and so it went uh, w- worldwide to um, show to the world that uh, what is happening now in Poland it's, it's horrible, should never happen. Uh, I also invited people who are there uh, living in those cities to, to to join me, and so it started.
0: I love that. I always call myself an artist. Um, it's somebody who's an art and activist and mm-hmm. operates at the intersection of both of those identities. And even here in the United States, I've done a whole bunch of art activations for gun violence prevention and things of that sort. And I feel like art is beautiful because it touches people in a way where they may not respond to yeah. the same at like a protest. So people are yelling and things are much more emotionally intense. Art is something where people can take what they feel out of it and make the change in their own way. And I think it's awesome how you use people in the local area to be a part of the activations. It's great. And it, it's a great outreach opportunity as well.
1: Yeah, because what you are telling, one picture can tell more than a thousand words. And it's what we are dealing as activists, how to the, 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 the tell the story, how to inspire people to to go for what we are willing to change. And uh, for years, we was using sharing the numbers, stati- statistics, reports, and now we see that the images, the videos, the truthful stories, storytelling is the key for that.
0: Exactly. Yes. It, it touches people more because in this day and age where everything is so accessible, we can order anything at our fingertips. Numbers and statistics and all of that, people really don't pay attention to them or we're just desensitized by by them because everything is just always everywhere so putting people's faces and their stories out there to get people to empathize and actually feel it i think that is the way to get people's attention and get people involved wouldn't you agree
1: yeah i totally i mean we are living uh, in a era of the social media instagram tiktok you have like a few seconds to inspire somebody or the the person will scroll down for searching for another content and this is the thing. It's why we are speaking on Discord. It's why we are speaking, trying to inspire the people, not just sharing the, the numbers that something is happening in Poland or that the Black Lives Matter. We just need to speak about this and to show to the people that this is important things. Uh, and I think sharing those things through our stories, inspiring them—it's it's the key. And I think the more people understand that, uh, the more the more they will drop the power presentations for point presentation, the, the more they will go and just tell their stories, it will be the key for success for our for our cause and social uh, change that we are fighting so much.
0: I would love to get more into the art installations, but before we do that, I kind of want to take it back a little bit to Little Bart. And ask how you went from being a little boy, coming out with your sexuality, to being a leader and a voice in the LGBTQ plus community. How did we get here?
1: Yeah, I remember when I was uh, 16, 15. Uh, and I knew that I'm queer, that I'm a bit different than others, that something is different about me. And I couldn't uh, tell what was that. But the, at that time, I understood that I will be not the, not the same as my friends. And I was trying to to search for, for my identity. I couldn't find anything in the Internet. Uh, because I couldn't even know that I am gay. Uh, I just knew intuitively that there is something different. Uh, and I came out to my mother when I was 18 uh, and it was beautiful because uh, she was so c- caring about me and she all just asking, "Bar, do you want to speak about it more or do you, do you want to go to, to therapy you was hiding for so many years? Uh, in the closet. So maybe it's time to speak about this and to, and try to to make a change. Uh, And it was a beautiful, and I remember that, that she was very important figure in my life. And I know it's another time when I could understand that this is, this is privilege, because I know many stories where the families turn out to to not be so uh, acceptable for their kids. So at that time, when I was 19 or 20, I, I was very furious to to change something. I was pissed off on the NGOs that they are not doing uh, in, enough uh, that I could do better. Uh, so I was complaining quite a lot. Uh, and then somehow I, I changed my um, attitude when I seen the billboard campaign, which was running through the pol- through Poland. It was about the the, LG- the parents of the LGBT kids. Uh, which was telling that they are loving them, that they are their kids. Very simple. Uh, but it was just, it just went to, to my heart. It was just speaking to my heart. So I was thinking, hmm, maybe it's time to change something, not just to complain about everything. So from from telling to, to, to doing, I just went, uh, I just met the association, which, which was staying behind that. I was having some vision in my head that they have like a, uh, uh, thousands of Polish Złotych uh, just waiting f- to, for different campaigns and I could understand that this is not the way uh, NGOs are running they are always fighting for grants and they are always run, fighting for uh, for projects so uh, I was just 20 when I joined them and it took me 6 years to do my own activism I, just, I was just watching, trying to understand how how to set the goals uh, on the long distance distance run, uh, how to make a strategy, what are different between the strategy and the campaign. And then when I was ready uh, with those things, uh, I just started to do my own things.
0: Wow. So how did you get into filmmaking and how did you incorporate that into your activism?
1: It was also about discovering myself because uh for years i was just a simple employee in the in the big company answering the phones writing the emails nothing about the lgbt stuff uh and i knew, knew that my biggest biggest passion was filmmaking but i was not uh, brave enough to just left everything behind me and do what i love so uh i Started to do small jobs uh, for 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 the friends and the companies I know, small one. And when I was ready, I just left the big company I I was working for, uh, and I say became self employed. I started my own business. Uh, in the middle time, I I made my first documentary, uh, which was the article eighteen, which was telling the story of the March equality, the path we are going in Poland, which is not still not here. Uh, just as a small reminder to our community that the path we are going is quite long. It's not. It didn't start l- last year. There are many people behind us, which was doing the stuff, which was fighting for equality. Now they are not the activists, but they was there. They were there, and they 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 make a, make us make it easier for us to to do the activism today. It's always good to remer- remember about our past, uh, and I think that. It was a reminder for our community, the Article eighteen, uh, which is also the article of the Polish Constitution, which is often used as an excuse in a public debate that oh, our constitution states that the marriage is the union between the, between the men and women, so we cannot uh, guarantee the right for the for the marriage equality in Poland. So many politicians stayed at that point and they didn't even move forward. So we wanted to go forward. And in our documentary, we made different diagnosis why we are in the place where we are when the democracy is for the about 30 years since the, the, the communism in Poland ended and why we still don't have the civil unions, mar- marriage equality or the hate speech law, which should be already here.
0: Yes, I 100% agree. And here in the United States, we didn't even get like a federal hate crime bill um, that covers the entire country until a couple years ago, I believe it only happened within the last five years, which is crazy, considering all the discriminatory history. You would think that the government would want to reconcile that, but I guess not, in regards to l g b t i q plus rights, and I'm a queer woman as well, I'm bisexual. All the more reason why I was so stoked to have this conversation with you. I was on your Instagram stalking you, sorry, but (laughs) I seen a picture from with you and your partner from like January and I was like, oh, they're so cute. And now that we're besties and Poland gets it together, are you listening, Poland, when you get it together and Bart has his wedding, I would love to be there. But back to what I was saying, (laughs) in regards to LGBTIQ plus history, I don't think people take into account how much the community has given to culture and society a lot of our favorite fashion moments a lot of our favorite brands a lot of the things that we say with our memes were started by a queer person so to think about our social impact versus our legal rights is crazy so yes that's why i agree with you with why it's important to look into the history yeah what was your res- yeah go ahead
1: I mean, I, we should always remember about truth to not make the same mistakes. And I think this is the biggest problem of our young generation that they sometimes discover the the will when it's already there because uh, the the many things that has been done before. And it's it's good to know our history. It's good to know Do- Dr. King. It's good to know, know Rosa Parks. There are many civ- great civil heroes which. Made uh, beautiful things that can inspire us, and not just uh, for the certain uh, thing they was fighting, because I think th- those things are quite unique, uh, even for the LGBT rights, and we can learn so much from them. And there are so many big quotes that we can always remind, and uh, it's it's our s- history and legacy. And I, I, what I think that inspired me the most that the the, the equal rights will be not given. We need to fight for them. And then we'll need to protect them because they will be not, uh, you know, it's like what is happening in states. In many areas that we need to fight and we need to protect our rights.
0: Us as a community, we've been protecting each other for years because we've been the only ones willing to and the only ones who know how. So that transition from a community type of protection To a legal type of protection is the next logical step because queer people want to get married and do everything cisgendered straight people do. Or at least we want to have the option to do so without somebody making it for us because of the simple fact that they just don't believe in our love. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, and who, why it should be prohibited? If you are loving somebody, you are not hurting anybody. What is the problem? Because the the, the world will not end. And the, what I used to say that the, the, that the countries where the marriage equality is already there, and nothing happened, nothing bad happened to the people. I could even say that the the good thing happened because uh, people devoting to each other is something what what is good, I think, and is quite. Uh, Good for the state, good for them uh, to be recognizable, and that they can live together and be visible by by, by their state, so they will stay over there. I, I know many couples that left Poland uh, because it was too hard for them to 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 live in the country which is not accepting them. Now they have families uh, aboard, they have uh, kids. I know a few couples like that, which uh, one of them adopted the kid. It was two guys and uh, girls, which recently one of them uh, have a kid. And uh, it's beautiful, but it's it's sad that they cannot do this in Poland because, you know, uh, it, it, they should be here and they should have a beautiful ri- life over here uh, because what they used to tell me, Bart, we have a beautiful job. We was working, we have our family still over there in Poland. But we wanted to uh, to live peacefully. Not everybody is an activist. We just want to have a peaceful life. And I think many people think like that.
0: Yes. Speaking of visibility in the community, what was the response like for your documentary? Was it like negative or positive?
1: When I think about my documentary, I think that uh, there was not so much negative reaction because it was the first thing I, I made in my activism, which was the big thing. Then it was the mar- uh, I think which I think was the most dramatic one was the, the 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 pride parade which we are was were organizing in Lublin in 2018. Uh, we were all young and we couldn't uh, know what will happen in the east part of poland which, which is quite conservative so when the the, the big map mob of the hooligans attacked us uh where it was just police which was uh, between us uh it was something that we were l- really not prepared uh, physically mentally uh but of course, we went through it, and we went to the end of the pride parade, to the the point where we wanted to go. Uh, but it was something that stay in my mind, that we will always need to wait, to to fight for, for, for for what we are doing, for us, for Poles, for those who was doing this pride parade. For me and my friends, it was somehow it was our Polish Stonewall, because we they was throwing stones onto us. Those football hooligans, there was different pe- people who was wanting to stop us but we went through police was using water canoes to, to to make us through it uh, just to help us and uh, yeah it. when i look through it now on the youtube because there are some videos of, of that of that event uh, i i can't imagine how we went through it but it, we went it was uh, our solidarity our rainbow solidarity solidarity which was quite helpful and uh, again, I need to remember about that I was not the one who who, who created that event. We was a, a bunch of people who was really devoted to this case. We wanted to make a change, and we risk a lot. and we And we made it, so it was possible because we was all inspired with this one idea that we can make it. And so it happened, uh, even if we not, didn't believe into that on in the very beginning.
0: I think the goal and the thought of the outcome got you through it. Because it is one thing to, you know, read hate comments and messages on social media and on the internet, but when it's being broadcasted to your face, I can only imagine how emotionally taxing that was to get through it. But on the contrary, it was probably equally as exciting to finish with your friends and community members and to have little queer kids looking up to you and thanking you for, you know, doing it.
1: And we should stay focused on that. I mean, uh, we are those who uh, grow up on the, uh, on the internet. We used to discuss and we used to be involved in the internet. And especially when we, when somebody don't agree with us. So I was always uh, very furious when somebody didn't uh, agree with me so I try to, to explain myself and it didn't work on such a scale where you are a recognizable uh, person and then there's hundreds of the hatred comments you cannot just answer to them even if you see that they are uh, just fake and they uh, you know, they are spreading some fake news about you because it, it also happened or the fake news about the things you know uh, so you, you, you just need to stay focused on what you, you, you are doing don't uh, lost your time on the internet and focus on those beautiful things. I remember so many big, beautiful and important for me messages I got on the uh, Facebook, Instagram. People who was very thankful and they were describing how something wh- what I was making changed their life. The, the Pride March, my, my project with the yellow sign, my documentary. Even a few days ago, there was a small screening of my documentary. Uh, and people told me, Bart, it's, it's the third time I see this documentary, it changed, my, changed me. I came out after it the first time to my parents. And I was like, what?
0: Oh, you know? that is so sweet. Don't you just love getting messages like that? When I get messages like that, I can't help but to like bomb my eyes out every single time. Because one, I'm just so grateful for the work that I do. Two, I'm grateful to be making a living off of it. And three, it's just overwhelming, like, the love that you get back from the community and knowing that you're taking something awful and transforming it into genuine change.
1: Yes. And it was this few days ago when I understood that I want to make another documentary, not just uh, uh, do my activism, but I want to do another documentary and to inspire people like that again Uh, because uh, when you are doing so much things and it's so easy to lose yourself in those and sometimes to lose the track and I want to make another documentary, of course I will continue my activism but um, to prepare something new yes, because it's something that
0: To center yourself back into why you started. Exactly.
1: We should always remember about our roots. It's again what we are telling, what uh, made us to the place we are here, and what, what why people, what the people are appreciating us for. Because one thing is our fight, but second thing, there are different things that we made in our life that you are focusing And I think it's good to, to remember about and being with this small audience of the young people, because most of them was between, 17, 18, 19 years old, uh, watching my documentary, which I think that is five years old. I mean, when you are watching something on the VODs, which is five years old, you, you usually describe it as something old. Uh, so, But they told me that, Bart, it's still something that is important for us uh, because we still don't have much equality. And I didn't know about this or that, which is there. So it was a reminder for me to not lose the track uh to do the artivism, inspire the people, and I think that film have a is a very powerful tool uh in our hands that we can really inspire the people with through the stories with, in the documentaries in the pictures it's again the key to to the hearts
0: so this idea of artivism and touching people, we know that in society there is a negative sentiment to careers and jobs in the art field. They are not as respected as the other jobs. We even see like in TVs and movies and film, like the broke artist or when uh, the character is like, oh, I'm a photographer and the other person's like, oh, but what's your real job? It's not respected. What would you as an amazing decorated film director tell the young artivist out there who wants to use their art to change the world, but is being discouraged
1: I think that we should remember that in case of the LGBT movement, the visibility was always the key to equality. And when we think about the visibility, so we should think about pictures, photos, uh, videos. Uh, It's the people who are looking onto us in TVs, in the newspapers, on the internet. And we can somehow can um, use this narrative to tell our own stories. And it was always like that. It was as I told before, Rosa Parks in in Montgomery Booth boycott. The photo opportunity she made for the for the, for the photograph when she uh, started to, their boycott. So uh, it's not our invas- invasion. It's something that happened years before. And I think it's the the, the most powerful weapon in our hand and the most peaceful weapon we can use. Because I think that uh, we should always use peaceful uh, civil disobedience acts. And I think they are very quite useful uh, in our activism because they are inspiring, open-minded. And uh, I I just want to tell to those those people who are over there, look around and see what is inspiring you. And I think the most of those people told that there are some stories around them that inspire them. And from where are those stories? From the internet, from pictures, from videos? And we can use this medium for us and uh, use and send our narrative. And I, I, it's what I started to use. Started to use. It's it's simple, uh, but it's works.
0: You just inspired me to do more artivist initiatives because with my nonprofit I have here in the states, we um find homeless people who need some help, and we mm-hmm. help transition them from the streets to housing with a job and everything. And one of the things we love to do with everybody that we help is to basically start the camera and get in front of it and just have a conversation about the good times, about the things that they love, the things that make them happy, yeah, happy memories. And more people need to start doing that because I see a lot of times that people do Film work in the volunteering, atmosp- um, artivism, activist sphere. Yeah. They love to focus on the things where it's negative, like how did you get on the streets and all the trauma. And I think we should focus on the happiness and things, the happiness and queerness, the happiness in life, and use that positive to get through the negative.
1: Yeah. And I think that we should also understand that the art. It's a big space and we can find something in there of what we would like to use. I mean, in my case, when we had this horrible LGBT freezers that happens to be in Poland, uh, the, the different municipalities that declared themselves to fight with so-called LGBT ideology. It was hard to catch in the picture because they was having a statements on the paper, which was you know, you know in not, in not so much visible. Uh, the, the chilling effort they was creating was hard to catch. So we needed to uh, reinvite uh, the visibility of this thing. In my case, I, I knew that the common name for those places is the LGBT frozen. So I just invited my sign, yellow sign that became popular, uh, which I went to those municipalities and I hang under the name of those municipalities, which was quite easy. But it was the meaningful and powerful. And then when I asked those people who was the queer people over there, living there, I invited them to, to, to post to my pictures. It was like, okay, Bart, I will go there and I, I want to show my support to you and I sh- want to show, to show my disobedience to what is happening in my municipality. So I meant made about 30 photos of that, places which describe themselves with those horrible acts. And of course, there was critics, uh, especially m- among the right wing, telling that those signs are not real. And I thought, yes, and I never hided this. It was just a, a purpose of uh, and the, like the mirror for what you are doing. It was the outcome of those horrible resolutions. So the the, the media started to, to talk about this. The international media came here to speak about this horrible acts and the state where we are in Poland, where the being an, uh, the queer person is somehow. Uh, on the target of our government, so we should always find different creative ways to inspire the people. Not the easiest, maybe, maybe something very creative and very new. Uh, so it's it's just to be open minded.
0: Okay, so boom, as we are talking about change makers who want to create their change through art, like yourself, let's get into visibility and. Imagine there's somebody who listened to this podcast and they took all of our advice and they did everything, all the key things in order to get into this type of work. What do they do once they're done with their art that they created and now they need visibility to create widespread change? What tips would you give them in getting that visibility?
1: I had the same question in front of me when I made my pictures, uh, my photos of those uh, yellow sign and I was thinking, okay, should they go to the gallery? I asked one of those people I knew from the galleries and so on from the art business and he told me, Bart, it's nothing for me, I don't understand it, It's I cannot help you. So I was thinking, hmm, maybe I will just post it on the internet. Uh, and suddenly I posted this on the Facebook and it went viral. Uh, first 1,000 likes, 2,000 likes, and then the different media outlets uh, that started to contact me, CNN, BBC, and others. Uh, it's it went like uh, it was a viral. So I can just advise that the, the social media building strong social media for your own or for your NGO. Uh, it's something that will be very help- helpful uh, when you will need to spread your narrative, your your activism. Uh, Because it's a powerful weapon, powerful, peaceful weapon which can be used into that. You don't need, um, you just need social media, I think.
0: And another thing I would like to add is for those who are listening to focus on those small groups. Like Bart was talking about the Facebook groups. One group of people, people that I love are moms. Moms are the most ferocious, determined Protective people, especially when it's a cause they care about, moms will rally behind it. So you could send your artwork to moms groups, especially those with children in the LGBTIQ plus space Um and your local newspapers and radio stations and your local publications. Those are the groups that you can go to to gain more visibility because they probably have a wider audience than you do starting out. So. Don't count out the small groups because I feel like when people get into activism, everybody wants to jump into like the big leagues, the CNNs and the 25,000 plus attendees at a protest events. And I think they don't take into account how powerful local initiatives still are, even if your artwork never gets out there to the entire nation, just affecting your community is still extremely important. Yes,
1: and remember that uh, Dr. King, Rosa Parks didn't became them in one second. It was the process, and the, the the case of Rosa Parks is quite good because you can go through the process of preparing the thing. It was not something that she they she invited, or because there was band people beca- behind her, which was helping her, and uh, there was a certain strategy to to make this event happen. Uh, she put her on the stage she put it, her life on the stage too because it was her who she was risking the most uh, but it was a certain strategy so we should always think that it's not a run it's a marathon uh, and what we don't see sometimes as, as you told it's that we want to be in the biggest media outlets right now have the change right now but it doesn't work like that we need to to have patience and I understand that it can, can be quite Burning, Uh, many people serve um, for the the burnout for different reasons. And some of them is that they do the work, which is some uh, the meaningful and important, but it doesn't uh, get get the answer for many questions they they have, like the change. So I think that being patient, uh, being on those groups, as as you told because there are different small groups, so we, you can reconnect with them, uh, ask for advice, think about different things, be, being, be inspired is the key to success. Because when I was doing my documentary, we was making tremendous uh, research. Uh, I was speaking to different people. Uh, I was speaking to the old activists, how it was not to to dis- dis- disclose somebody, but I mean, not to to exclude somebody, because we should always be, Exactly. Uh, Because they was part of our movement. They deserve to be there. And they deserve to be listened. And I think this is another reason why we should listen to them because they can have a beautiful, important advice for us. Um, So again, think about your privilege, how you can help this community where you want to put the light on and be open-minded.
0: Wow, Bart, that was really insightful. I'm going to use that for myself too. Because I feel like when you've gone to a certain type of level in your activism, volunteering career, where you you're now in really important rooms, and you've done amazing projects that have gotten a lot of support, the pressure is on, like. People are looking to you like you're Martin Luther King Jr. for like, what's next? (laughs) And you're like, oh my God, I just did one thing. And you just want to do something even bigger and better, but not for like personal reasons or, you know, gains. But because it's like you've touched so many people, I have to touch more people. I have to keep this going. But when you get connected back into the why you started, I feel like it grounds you and it dispels those noises in your head.
1: I mean, this this constant pressure of doing something, it can be very hard for myself. I I really feel it. Like, uh, I made my project, which was quite recognizable. Now it's a bit uh, silent because there is nothing about LGBT in Poland. I mean, the the government is not attacking us as it was two years before or one year before. There are things that happen from time to time. So there is no such a protest or something that we could be involved into uh now most of the things are co- focusing on, about uh Ukraine and helping ukrainians uh, in Poland so it can be hard for for the leader for the activist of of thinking how i, I can do something meaningful whatever you are doing is meaningful so doing small things answering those people who, who want your help on the facebook is meaningful um, every small factor is meaningful. Um, it's it's another thing that I want to advise to those people who are diff- doing different things in those process. Some of them are doing photos on the protest, the others are just answering the Facebook uh, questions, and uh, different others are doing different other stuff, live streamings on the protests. Those all things are important because together are giving the visibility and understanding of our story. So never <laughs> underestimate your fa- what you are doing. It's always important.
0: I think compassion is so important. I love when you're scrolling. Like whenever you're, you ever scroll on TikTok or Reels or whatever social media platform and you see those videos of young kids of like different races and they're being sweet to each other and the puppy videos and the things that... Our whole, they call it wholesome content. I just make you tear up and cry. That is compassion. And that feeling is what is going to make the world move around because when you get into a situation where you can kind of flex your power on somebody, your compassion stops you because you can feel for their position as well. And we all need to utilize mental health and breaks and checking in with yourself in order to sustain our compassion because it's gonna it's gonna make the world go round
1: i i think that it's like uh the good example is like during the emergency situation uh, on the airplanes that you always help yourself before you help others so you should always think (laughs) yes (laughs) it's it's true and we don't need a hard answer because it's true it's easy that uh, we should always think about ourselves. Even myself, I was thinking, oh, nothing, nothing will uh, change me or anything will uh, make me sad. But actually, I think that after some years, I think that I changed maybe not not a lot, but quite a bit uh, just because I was a bit burned out of what I was doing because I thought that I am... Uh, over that uh, it's nothing that will touch me uh, because i am different we are not different we are just humans from flesh and bones and we are the same and it will touch me as it will touch you maybe a bit earlier or maybe later so we should always f- focus about our uh, safe space D- does we sh- does we have something like that do we have friends among us who can which can support us speak to them reach to them don't forget about them it's so easy to be uh, taken by our job and what we are doing, our, our our activism. I think it's hard and sad to say, but I lost many friends because of activism because I was focusing on about the activism, activism first. Uh, it's not like it shouldn't be like that because on the very end, we will have the friends among us, the people among us which we love, uh, and it, it's how we can have our compassion, our. Uh, our feelings over there because we without them, we will feel be a burnout. That we will not be able to inspire others if we will not be those who are inspired and being without compassion. So, um, it's to, the, the one advice remember about the, the rest, remember to. Uh, to have holidays and the 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 world will not burn out. <laughs> the world will not burn which without you. Uh, th- th- you should always think about this, this space where you can uh, have a bit of rest.
0: Yes. What you said about being an introvert, I think that's where the power of online communities come in because that's where you can go to kind of meet people without the anxiety of how it goes in person. You can meet people from all across the world who feel just as much as you about a certain topic yeah, and it's honestly sometimes better because because it's from all across the world it's so many different perspectives that you can take into consideration that you may have never before
1: yeah and i think that we should also try to go our out from our comfort zone I used to say a lot about this because there are. I used to say that then the magic happens when we reach somebody, when we start to speak with people, even if with some of them which we don't agree, we try to understand them on the base of understanding and um, respecting each other because it's always the key to the to you know, all of the debate. Um, so I think that then the beautiful things happen, going out of our comfort zone. I'm I, on a daily basis. I'm very introvert. So I always have hard to, to have a relationship with people, but I try, I do my best because the being introvert or extrovert is nothing that we can change. We can work on that. We can work on having good relationships with people and the better we will understand them the more beautiful actions will we uh, do. And this is, I usually say say, the, the more I go out from my comfort zone, the more people I met, the more history I, I, I see. Like this few days ago, screening of my documentary, it was nothing <laughs> that I was very happy because I could stay at my home with my boyfriend, uh, see the Netflix series or anything like that. But I decided to go to those young people and speak with them and have a night with the screening. And it was the most beautiful event I had. Because suddenly, watching my documentary like 1,000 times, I could see their smiles in a different time, moments and understand that this is meaningful. This is meaningful and I want to do this again. After six years, I want to do this again. And this is why we should meet with people and speak with them and try to understand them and feel for them.
0: It is that little handhold and that little bridge between I haven't done anything and I'm ready to go out there and physically make some change. It provides a great medium for you to meet people who are encouraging you and cheering you on and preparing you as well.
1: Yes, totally. For many people in the LGBT plus community, it's uh, the first step where, the first place where they come out. It's in front of their uh, friends on the internet. Some of, some of them virtual ones, some of them they never met in, in reality. But the, the, the feelings are real and the, 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 the came out is real. The, 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 what they are talking is real. The acceptance which they can get over there is real. So I think that uh, we should never underestimate the bubbles we are creating on the internet. They have f- so much important. The groups uh and and having them it's so 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 important having people among us also over there so i totally agree with you
0: i think community is very important and to add um a little tidbit on privilege i first want to commend you for recognizing the privilege that you have and to use it to speak about it and to use it in a positive way to help others but what I was going to say is, um, there is a thing called inter-community oppression, where within oppressed communities there are still hierarchies of people who receive privilege based on their proximity to the socially accepted norm. And if you want to get into this work, you have to see where you fall on that on that scale and recognize it speak about it and more importantly use that privilege to lift up those who don't get the same privilege as you do um because we talk about wanting respect and love from those outside of this community but we need to extend that to ourselves and people in the community because every single letter in lgbtiq and all of the amazing pluses are valid and loved and appreciated and have a space in society and i don't really blame anybody for feeling this way because it's the way society works heterosexuality and the how it's supposed to be the right thing is pushed at us from every angle of media and even our laws so it's just an internalized homophobia that we all need to work through
1: yes and i remember how much inter- homophobic i was when 10 years ago when i was 20 and as i told you i was furious i i thought that i knew better those lgbt ngos are doing not the good job for our community and they should, they could better but they don't want for different reasons But I somehow, I don't know what happened in my mind, but somehow being inspired by this billboard campaign, I thought that I will stop to complain and I will at least try to join them and test it by myself if it's so easy as I think. Uh, So those different prejudices we have in myself. uh, Or I was speaking with my female friends, which are also activists, which was making me understand how hard it is for female activists in our world, especially when they see the, the males at the debates, which are usually the 90% of them. Uh, so understanding and speaking with the fellow friends make it so much easier to, to make different choices. So like somebody's um inviting me for a conference, I usually ask... Who gonna be the participants? Are there any female? Are different perspectives? Because I can use my privilege to share the stage with somebody else, not just with some uh, cis gay or cis straight males, uh, which want to share their their view on different things. So. Uh, we should remember about uh, those things. And I remember I, I was speaking with the, my female uh, bisexual uh, activist and she was telling me, Bart, you know, it's so easy for you to go somewhere, just tell what you think. But for me as a girl, I from for, 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 for my whole childhood, uh, I was told to not stick off, to be in the place, to not... Uh, take the voice uh, to not take a lead. You know, it's how they raise girls here in 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 my village, and I think it, it's it, and I think it's not uh, unique. And I, I think the mon- many people, many girls have the same. So be- me being male, I started to understand why she didn't take the lead in different situations or occasions, which I asked her to do so when we was working together. So. Now I understand that I need to make a space for that to happen and to speak with her, to ma- to speak with different other female friends of how to make the situation better. Uh, but I think this is the thing which many males, activists need to understand uh, and to speak about. Uh, it's something very important.
0: Passing the mic and sharing the stage with those who need to be heard. How can allies help? Our allies in other areas and sectors of volunteering and our allies outside of everything mm. who want to help. How can they help the LGBTIQ plus cause without taking the spotlight?
1: I think that allies uh, are something beautiful that happens and more and there are more and more. Uh, like in Poland, I can imagine, and I think it's across the world, uh, b- b- being open and honest in our company, having different policies. That are uh, helping LGBT people uh, to feel safe, to feel that they are uh, they, that, that they can be visible over there, uh, that uh, the, the company is protecting them, and it's not just that that's about big, big companies. It's also about small businesses where you can create a space when you are telling your story during uh, the holidays or with the friends. Uh, that you was with your boyfriend, girlfriend. Let's create a space for you for for your uh, friend, which is gay, to to tell the same story. Because sometimes they don't feel so that they can also join this uh, conversation. So, the, yeah.
0: Even non-binary people don't identify yeah. as either. Even with them and their partner, it's like for everybody.
1: We can just go to them, speak with people, and ask. How to create a space where you will be also able to participate, um, speaking honest with people and uh, trying to, 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 to use our compassion. And uh, this is the one thing. Oh, uh, the other on the political stage, I think, uh, making politicians accountable for what they are telling, for what they are promising. Uh, if they are promising the LGBT change, change for the LGBT community, let's see if it will happen. Because there are many politicians using these tools, but doing nothing. For, uh, or uh, I do think those who are the bad politicians, right-wing one, uh, not voting for them. It's easy. Uh, you are not voting pe- for uh, people who are uh, breaking the laws, breaking the, the human rights. It's easy as that, and the allies who are usually the majority should always remember about that when they are voting for the right wing government that somebody will be hurt, and usually minorities. So, uh, this is the thing uh, sometimes, even the easy things like having the rainbow avatar on the internet, uh, showing the in the school that you are the, the this is you are the one the the teacher where you can go and speak with you in Poland we have a beautiful action um, which was created by my association Love does not exclude which I member. Uh, you can feel at home. it was a stickers rainbow stickers where you can where you can put uh, on your office on your door whatever you want and you know then you know that this is the rainbow safe space. Uh, and many people has used them uh, to, to, to to have this sticker in front of their businesses uh, to make the signal for the people, this is the safe space for you. Teachers uh, in front of the cabinet in, uh, in the room when uh, when they are therapists or psychologists, that this is the, also the safe space for the rainbow people. And this is the beautiful thing. And very easy. It's just a sticker. And you are making an announcement. I am here for you and I can help you if you'll need help. Because sometimes you know, especially in the schools, people can, kids can bully each other. It's horrible things that happen. It should be always somebody where you can somebody that where you can reach yourself and speak with and tell the honest th- truth that you feel not good and that you need help. It should always be like that. You
0: were on the time 100 next 2021 list of emerging leaders shaping the future last year. What are you working on? Give us something to be fed while we wait for the next big BART project.
1: (laughs) I think to create another documentary, and something recent I I discovered, as I told you, that during the meeting I just discovered I want to make another movie that will inspire again the people. Um, And I think the movie will be the big thing I want to do, the second or the third. We're going to see how much of them I will make. Um, And that I will see one day the March Equality in Poland. It's simple as that. I know it will happen. It's just a matter of time. I'm prepared for that. I think that my community is also prepared for that. It's it's prepared for a fight. It will long. It's it's a marathon, but we will have it, and it will be the most beautiful thing that will happen. And I hope that one day uh, I I will marry my boyfriend. We we are together ten years right now, and I think it's quite a long time.
0: Thank you so much, Bart, for sitting down and talking with us. I'm sure. Somebody out there has listened to this and feels a little bit more heard than before. And I'm really glad I was able to create that space with you.
1: The same. I mean, I'm so happy that I met you. I'm so happy that the people are listening to us. And let's stay in contact. This group is also something that started. If anybody wants to contact you or me, I think they can feel free to message us. And let's create something together. Let's stay, stay inspired.
0: Yes, I have followed you on Instagram and we will get on that.
1: Thank you. Thank you for that beautiful thing.
0: Thank you for listening. If you would like to find out more about volunteering, tune in to our next episode of the What We Value podcast. Are you interested in getting involved and active yourself? Head over to whatwevalue.telecom.com to discover and support exciting volunteer projects across Europe.